0: Darth Vader, only you could be so bold. The Imperial Senate will not sit still for this. When they hear you've attacked a diplomatic... don't act so surprised, Your Highness. You weren't on any mercy mission this time. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. I want to know what happened to the plans they sent you.
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. You are part of the Rebel Alliance
2: and a traitor. Take her away!
1: Star Wars! Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the. Star- That nutty Star Wars bar Can you forget all the creatures in there And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask Did he scare you as much as he scared me? <laughs> ah! Star Wars do here. in it Fire Wars My seventh winner up here
2: Star Wars Hey, hey, hey Hello, Popheads, and welcome to issue 87 Of the TomCast Podcast Coming to you from a hermetically sealed bedroom, and it's not nearly as romantic as it sounds. Uh, this is the Tom Cave for the day. Sorry, folks. But you are at the TomCast Podcast, and my name is Tom, and yes, it's true. I uh, I can speak the binary language of moisture evaporators and Baji. Welcome to a very special episode of the show. We are going to be talking about the 1977 classic, Star Wars. The George Lucas directed, produced, written... Uh, space extravaganza that uh, uh, for many people of my generation and and generation since uh, has sort of um, defined our our pop culture interests and and kind of helped shape the way that we look at pop culture nowadays. Uh, Star Wars is, is is a extremely influential film in in not only in in cinema but in, in fandom and it it, it uh, transcends. Time, it, it, it's still relevant nowadays, perhaps even more so than it was back when it originally came out. Star Wars is a big deal, and uh, it's it's woven itself in, into not only the fabric of, of pulp culture, but just, just culture, our culture in general. It, it's a big deal. And if I'm 100% completely honest with you guys, uh, it is the reason why I wanted to do a podcast like this, is because I wanted to talk about. Uh, the things that I enjoyed and, and, and were important to me in Star Wars uh, is the top of that list. And I know what some of you guys are thinking. You're like, but Tom, you hated The Rise of Skywalker. And you're right. I kind of sort of did. But that doesn't take away the, from the fact of how much I love Star Wars in general. And I, you know what? I could be objective. I can. I, it's okay. I don't have to love The Rise of Skywalker to be a Star Wars fan still. Uh, but I also don't have to be a douchebag, and uh, hopefully, when you guys heard my review of *Rise of Skywalker*, you're like, "He's not a douchebag. He's at least being rational about things." <laughs> but we're taking it back today. We're taking it back to 1977, and you know, this is not going to be a review of the film. It's not going to be a critique of the film. Uh, it's just kind of me and Roger sitting down and, and and talking about why this movie means so much to us, and and why you know maybe a, a little bit of an exploration or exa- exam examination, excuse me. Examining, you know, why Star Wars managed to permeate the culture the way it did, and and why it means so much to so many people. Uh, these are the things we talk about. It's it's very much a, a trip down memory lane. It's very nostalgia filled, um, but I don't mind that. You know, in in these kind of rough times that we're having with the with the COVID nineteen coronavirus, everyone's stuck at home. You know, it's it's important to find the things that make us feel good and. Uh, Star Wars is one of those things that makes us feel good still to this day. So that's what you have in store for you today on the show. So let me get to uh, the rest of the introduction to the show, and I'm going to get you guys right into the conversation, okay? So please follow this small, awesome, independent podcast on the social medias. We are at TomCastPopCast on Instagram, on Twitter. You can email us at TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. You can find Roger, who's going to be sitting down with me for this conversation. He's at Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram. And if you guys are liking this show, uh, we, we appreciate all the support and love that you can give us. Uh, please help us grow the show. Uh, share it with your friends. Tell everyone about us. Uh, like the show on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or uh, wherever it is you're listening from. You know, Like the show. Share the show. If you get a chance to write us a five-star review, that would be super, super great. Go a long way to getting the word out about what we're doing here. And if you guys really, really like the show, uh, please head over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast where you can join Pophead Nation and hang out with super cool people like the Aspen Hill Chody and the Batman at Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail, co-host of the Ringing Ear podcast. Uh, Jeff and I have done a podcast together that should be coming out pretty soon. You guys will be able to hear that over on the Ringing Ear. And... Uh, there's all kinds of uh, cool uh, ex- exclusives popping up over on Patreon right now. You know, I'm trying to make sure that uh, the people who are uh, financially supporting this podcast are, are, are getting their money's worth, and I'm trying to give them uh, as much content as I can, especially now with with uh, everyone being home more and having a little bit more uh, time to, you know, watch things or read things or and, and and I don't know, maybe kind of get into some of the hobbies that maybe fell by the wayside because life just gets a little crazy sometimes. So that's what's going on over at Patreon. But this show is always going to be free. Listen to it as you as you like, as you as you do, and we're always going to be here for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry for the filler word. Yeah. So let's let's get into it. This is going to be a conversation me and and Roger uh, sitting down via the Skypes to talk about our love of of Star Wars. And uh, yes, I'd said the Skypes because uh, I've yet to fully understand how to use Zoom 100, and I know how to extract audio out of Skype. Now that being said, a little bit of warning here. Uh, I I tried a a new headphone microphone headset microphone combination set for this recording. You know, trying to like take out some of the some of the audio glitches that have, have kind of cropped up when, when we've been doing these conversations in the past. And uh, I'll be perfectly honest, I was not happy with the uh, the results uh, that, that 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 came out of this conversation uh, because. Uh, well, it sounds like I am a call-in guest on Roger's podcast, which uh, makes for interesting listening. So I wanted to give you guys a heads up about that before we dive into everything. So yeah, it, it kind of sounds like I'm... Uh, I, I don't even know the right words. It's like, it's like Roger's the host, but I'm hosting the show, but I'm on his show and asking him the questions. It's very strange. It sounds like I'm on a phone a lot of the time, which I do not care for that kind of audio quality. So, I think we're going to be shit-canning that idea, and uh, that actually may expedite our move to Zoom, uh, assuming we can figure out how to make that work. Anyways, here is the conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you're having fun. I hope you all are staying uh, safe, staying at home, social distancing, self-isolating, doing all the things we have to do so we can flatten the curve, and uh, hopefully, if we all do our part now, we can get out of the house again very, very soon, and uh, you guys can see me without a face mask in front of my face, which is what I have to do now when I go outside. It's 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 quite a world we live in. Anyways, here's a conversation, and I will see you guys on the other side. Thanks so much for listening. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. All right, so we are joined by the one, the only, the bearded Jedi Raj. Mr. Roger Smith, how are you, sir?
0: Doing pretty good. Feeling uh, very bearded lately. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean... You're kind of sort of mostly working from home now, so why bother shaving to go in the office?
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of my thoughts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you fully working from home now, or is it you go still going a couple times a week?
0: Uh, right now, I'm fully at home. Finally, okay. uh, got all that worked out and squared away. So yeah, I'm just uh, rolling out of bed into the chair onto the computer. So.
2: <laughs> and how is your your self quarantining going?
0: It's going pretty good. Um, you know, I just. In the past few days, I've only gone out for, like, food once and uh, beer twice, so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a
2: second. I think you're supposed to have the other way around. It? Oh, is that how it works? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, what, 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 what lovely beverage do you have today to partake in?
0: Actually, I just got this one today. A fresh growler fill of uh, He Stole My Balloons
2: from Pariah. What? Oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They, they're all out of cans there, uh, which is i i guess good right like yeah, yeah they sold out of their stock um but you know not not so good for us if you want cans <laughs> they'll be back soon but that's uh, it.
2: They, they have a can release coming up pretty soon so that's good news
0: yeah yeah and uh and you can still get growler fills of all of their stuff that they had on tap. so that's what i did today just got my little 32 filled and uh two pints of this should do the evening nice
2: well let's hope so <laughs> <laughs> if not, there may be a pause in in the episode where Roger runs back out to the market. <laughs> it's quite possible. <laughs> uh, I got something that was new that just kind of popped onto my radar, and that was from uh, from from Port Brewing, mm. and this is their uh, Strata Swell.
0: Oh, cool!
2: Which is, uh, you know, Strata is that new one of the newer hops is kind of like uh, starting to catch on and yeah, starting yeah. to pop up in everything. <laughs> it's up and coming. <laughs> yeah and uh, as you can see it's a, a nice uh, a nice lovely west coast IPA oh very nice so we have to yeah, a try pretty good clarity on there you know I can almost see Mike Pratt's face in here <laughs> but that's what I'm gonna be enjoying today while while you and I take a trip down memory lane oh yes <laughs> uh, because i uh, you know i I already recorded the 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 intro to the show and I kind of explained you know I was like we're tired of the, these little tidbits of news it's kind of boring
0: yeah, yeah, there wasn't a lot to work with recently, so I thought this was a fun idea.
2: Yeah, and I, I think this will be, this is I, this will actually go really well because, uh, as I said in the introduction, and just to kind of get you on the same page as the audience, yeah. we are going to be talking about 1977's Star Wars. It wasn't even Star Wars: A New Hope yet; it was just Star nope. Wars. <laughs> there was and, no subtitle. <laughs> and and one of the reasons why I was I was I got on this this train a thought about doing these is because. All of a sudden, it kind of like dawned on me. I was like, oh, yeah, this year's the 40th anniversary of Empire. Oh, wow. And I was, so I was like, oh, we should do a, a 40th anniversary special for Empire. That'd be great. And then I was like, well, why don't we just start with Star Wars?
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, might as well.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, we'll do Star Wars. And then, uh, you know, in a week, probably next week, we'll, we'll do Empire. And <laughs> it'll, it'll be great. Yeah, that sounds fun. And we're going to jump on all those other dumb podcasts. that are going to do it in May because we're going to do ours. <laughs> right now in april even better <laughs> it's still april right i've lost all track of time i have no idea what year it is I, I so. a month <laughs> <laughs> well assuming it's still april we'll be ahead of the curve yes <laughs> all right so so let's kind of um i you know one of the things i i i say i said in the intro so i'm just gonna dive right into it because i this is something i'm really curious about you know you are uh, a younger man than i <laughs> You know, the the first time you you saw Star Wars was probably, you know, early to mid-90s, I would imagine, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. From from what I'm remembering, I mean, my big experience with them was, uh, you know, I'd seen Star Wars, you know, probably on TV here and there. But I think, like, the first actual time where it was, like, you know, something mind-blowing for me was, like, when they had those special edition re-releases in theaters.
2: Sure, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that was, you know, I was able to kind of see it all the way through in theaters uh, for the first time. And, you know, that, that was definitely a, a changing experience for me. You know, up mm-hmm. until that point, I was, you know, roughly familiar with Star Wars stuff. But I think it wasn't until that that it kind of got cemented in there
2: for me. So it, it was kind of like the, that theater-going experience where you kind of got fully connected, fully immersed in the Force.
0: Yeah, yeah, because, I mean... I that's probably like the first recollection i really have where it was kind of like okay this is something that i want to be a part of you know up until that point i wasn't even old enough to really comprehend much i guess okay uh that was what uh mid-90s when those came out
2: gosh i want to say like 96 or 97 it might have been 97 it might have been right right for the 30th anniversary or the 20th anniversary
0: yeah so i was i was only about six or seven at the time when those came out so Seeing that would have been like the first real experience where I'm just like, okay, this is crazy, but this is awesome, you know?
2: I should also say for the audience, uh, we're trying to, um, I, on my end of this conversation, Roger and I are Skyping. We're the only people still using Skype. Everyone (laughs) has moved on Zoom, Roger and I yeah. like Skype. Much more simple. <laughs> I like the simple, clean interface of Skype. It's old school. It's, it's old school, just like, just like me. Uh, but I'm using a new headset with a microfilm built in. So I'm hoping there's good clarity here. And I'm also hoping I don't hit my beer glass against it too often. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, you look like a, like a right Twitch streamer now.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? I tried to do a little research on the, on the Twitch and Slack channels, and I decided they were both over my head. <laughs> I was like, "It's like this You're is not."
1: Apart.
2: Yeah, oh boy, oh boy, I'm I I I am becoming the OK Boomer meme.
1: <laughs> that is funny.
2: No, that's 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 actually a really interesting perspective, though. Uh, with 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 uh, the the special editions kind of sort of becoming like your kind of first immersive experience with, with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's really wild. I didn't even think about it that from that point of view. Like, oh yeah, I guess it is right when you were a, a bright upstanding young man coming into the world of star wars oh yeah. man that's that's kind of a trip
0: yeah so i had that like you know childhood experience in a very similar way that my parents did you know like they saw it when they were you know well, maybe not as young as i was at the time but you know their first experience with it was pretty young and uh, it was kind of a cool experience for, you know, my dad and me for him to take me to see those movies because sure. know, he loved he loved Star Wars movies. You know, Empire was like one of his favorites of all time. I remember uh, sometimes he would just rent Empire from Blockbuster just because he wanted to watch it, you mm-hmm. know, like not without seeing Star Wars or without finishing the Return of Jedi. He's like, no, we're just going to watch Empire tonight. <laughs> so that's cool. You know, it, it was definitely something that uh, that he was a huge fan of and that he instilled with me. True. So that was really cool.
2: Oh, that's really great. Uh, so, does it does that mean that your you don't have like a like a hot take on on Han shot first because you're you 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 kind of saw him not shoot first, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of weird. Like going back to it, uh, you know, like all the special edition changes. Mm-hmm. You know, for the most part, I didn't realize there was a difference until later on when I became a bigger fan and did a lot more research actually saw that oh wow they changed this this and this and I, I remember like even as a kid thinking wow like the, the scene with Greedo just it looks a little weird like why did they film it that way it's so weird that like he jerked his head and it, it just it struck me as odd like even as a kid seeing it that way so something felt off and
2: yeah. it
0: wasn't until much later that I realized no Han was supposed to shoot first
2: okay and I'm on. like
0: oh okay well that makes a lot more sense and I'm just like <laughs> No, I mean, he should have. He felt something bad was coming and he got, you know, the upper hand early on. I I don't know. I I think it, it tried to make him less of a rogue, which, you know, Han, his redeeming quality is that he was redeemed at the last minute. You know, like that was something cool that, you know, just stuck with me that, you know, he he wasn't a great guy up until the very end when he's like, you know what, this is worth fighting for. So yeah. I, I felt like that was an, an unnecessary change. You know, it kinda edged off his badassery just slightly.
2: <laughs> okay, so you yeah, so you had to go back to kind of see the, what it, the what the original was like before yeah. it was tweaked and, and uh you know it, it's that's that's a funny controversy to, to kind of talk about because um what's what's a good way to put it so many of us old guys <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean we we remember it from that first that first run through where uh, so it's like no they changed it why did they change it that was our thing but there's an entire generation of kids who probably saw it this way for the first time and they're like what, what are these old guys talking about
0: <laughs> yeah and, like, there was just no concept of yeah, it. well like, in
2: in, the, in those old editions um the original prints of the film have been like basically completely suppressed Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know like like you can find the original somewhere on on the on the internet and on youtube but it's because uh you know like us uber fans have, have maintained our old copies as long as humanly possible
0: <laughs> yeah on top of that there's like uh, there's active projects or i don't know if they're active anymore but there's definitely a lot of like despecialized edition like specifically like right. they go back and undo what was changed you know and kind of give it that more original feel but yeah i know i remember even hearing like for um i want to say it was like smithsonian institute where they were asking you know for like the original copy of star wars and they gave them the special edition and we're like no, no no they wanted the original version because they were trying to get the original special effects and how you know at the time they were you know just groundbreaking but they didn't give them the original copy because the new one is what was accepted now basically so yeah you're right there was this huge suppression of like the original <laughs> it just seems kind of like you know i get that may not have been your vision but that's kind of what started it
2: and you yeah have
0: to give that some respect
2: you know yeah no i, I agree with you um it's and, and also there's there's a big i don't know i guess some people are, are saying it's a, it's a lie but i i, I want to tend to believe that Lucasfilm is being honest with us when they when they were saying like when they went into doing the special editions and they they all of a sudden they they popped open the the film reels and they found out like a big chunk of the film was deteriorated you know mm-hmm. so like like I guess like a huge swath of the movie didn't really exist anymore in its original <laughs> format so mm-hmm. it's 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 you know something to kind of think about that I I forget exactly what the details were I think it was something like the, like the, the the specific film stock they were using I guess wasn't really designed to last longer than x amount of years and so it just yeah. started degrading or whatever and so when they were they, they freaked out when they're like when lucas was like hey i want to go back into the movies and and like do cool effects and like everyone's like, right on and they opened the, the film can they're like uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i can i can see that you know definitely
0: you know lucas did this as a relatively small budget film right mm-hmm. i mean this wasn't like a huge like big studio quality thing so i can kind of see maybe you know not the best film quality you know i that doesn't seem out of uh out of belief for me so it's possible yeah
2: yeah but it again the Lucasfilm also has come out and said like they're they, they're not even going to try to recover those original scenes they're like whatever this is how it is now this is the new continuity uh and it's not han shot first
1: and I was like, no, but he did.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does seem a little weird that like they wouldn't go back and do that, especially when they went back and used unreleased footage for Rogue One. It's yeah. kind of like, well, you have the technology.
2: <laughs> sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um for, for me, um my you know, being being ten plus years older than you, mm-hmm. my experience with the is is uh, very different in, in the sense that I'm not old enough to have seen it in theaters when it first came out.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I, so I basically grew up watching it on TV. Yeah. Um, I don't remember specifically the first time that I watched it. If it was, you know, uh, like on ABC or NBC or whatever, yeah. with, with with my family or if I saw it at a friend's, house. I don't necessarily remember the specifics. I just remember being just in total like awe of what I was seeing. It was yeah. it was easily the most uh, uh, captivating thing I'd ever seen on screen before. It was it was yes. just one of those things that, as as a small child, just completely takes your imagination by by the throat, and is like just is like you will love me forever.
0: <laughs> Very much, yeah.
2: And and for a long time, that was that was how I, I watched Star Wars uh, and and Empire uh, was just on, on television. Just TV. Whenever it was on TV, we watched it on TV. And then, uh, um, w- uh, trying to think, when we when we moved to Maryland, we had a there was an older kid across the street, and they had this device called a VCR, <laughs> and he had Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back on video cassette. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So we used to go to his house and watch it all the time and then and then eventually we got a video cassette recorder too and we got star wars and that kept us busy forever just star wars marathons all day long during summer vacation was, yeah. was, was kind of like the 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 mo um and not that we're going to go into uh empire jedi but I, jedi was the first one i saw in theaters when i was a kid oh, okay. even 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 back in the 80s when, when these things would come back around for re-releases mm-hmm. i never i never saw them in theaters um any of the Star Wars films until Jedi. So that was like 83. So it was, it was all TV for until until 97, like, like when you saw it in theaters, but I have by that, but by that point I had, I would say 73,000 viewings (laughs) (laughs) under my belt from either a combination of television or, or just a, a, Getting getting the getting the video cassette and, and watching it at home non nonstop basically and, and driving my parents crazy with with all the Star Wars movies.
0: Yeah, so you'd burned through the VHSs a few times at that point.
2: Oh man, we we, <laughs> we wore it out. I think my, I think my brother still has our very very original VHSs somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty funny. Uh, but they have like those amazing Drew Struzan art covers; they're they're, they're gorgeous to look at. Yeah. Um, but just like you. The first time I saw it in theaters though was just kind of like a different level. Like all of a sudden you're watching Star Wars in a in a crowd with a lot of people around you. Mm -hmm. And it it completely changes the experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially because I thought for for the longest time, I felt like the one kid who still liked Star Wars after it was done. You know, I I would be the kid, uh, it was like middle school, so it was like late 80s, early 90s, you know, like Batman was the big thing, and and don't get me wrong, Batman's great, but then I'd be like, hey, but do do you remember Star Wars? And everyone's like, that was like the 80s, man. Come on, get out of (laughs) here. That was like so long ago. Like No one likes Star Wars anymore. I was like, but I I like Star Wars.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: And it it was funny, because it wasn't until uh, I started going to comic book stores, actually, Mm -hmm. that that I, I started finding people who Wait, I like Star Wars too. Let's talk <laughs> about Star Wars for a little while. Yeah, and it was just rad like that. And and um, I think that's my biggest ta- one of my biggest takeaways as a Star Wars fan. Uh, during that period of the late '80s and early '90s, when there when there was no new Star Wars going on, mm-hmm. you know, Lucas Luke, George Lucas was doing other things. He was focused on Indiana Jones and Lame Howard the Duck movies and <laughs> and, and Willow <laughs> and those things. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it was kind of like up to the the fans of my my era, I suppose. That we I feel like we kind of kept Star Wars alive because like we wouldn't let it go. Yeah, you know, we we wanted we we kind of sort of wanted new content. We would make new content. There was still the Star Wars role playing game that people were into. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, you know Marvel had stopped publishing the comic I think in eighty six, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the early nineties, Dark Horse you know, brought it back and they, they kind of helped reignite the flame amongst us comic book people who were already, we were, we were suckers for this stuff anyways. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I don't know. Seeing Star Wars was so transformative, I guess is is what I'm trying to get at. So it's a long way of saying that. Like seeing that movie when I was a kid, you know, four or five, six years old, whatever it was exactly. I don't quite know for sure. Yeah. Uh, But again, it just, it just grabbed my, captured my imagination in a way that nothing else before it had Mm -hmm. and and i mean i mean you know me i'm a sucker for (laughs) anything that's like fun and interesting i mean what (laughs) but star wars was just like such a next level it's just such a next level yeah and and, oh man that was the first movie though where i started where i paid attention to the credits yeah i was like i was like i want to know like story by george lucas who's george lucas i want to know more about george lucas you know and, and stuff like that yeah. I, I i became interested in all those actors i would like like mark hamill was this guy and harrison ford is this guy and carrie fisher's princess leia and i was like i i like this is the first time i cared about who the cast was mm-hmm. yeah you know and like i i, I was i guess savvy to realize like star wars wasn't real per se sure but i was very interested i mean obviously I, like there was a, still a fair amount of like yes it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just such a, a wonderful time um, to experience something like that. And again, like I said, there was nothing like it before.
1: Yeah.
2: And then everything became like imitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lo- at least a lot of things tried to like emulate that success uh, of like the big tentpole kind of event movie kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so I mean, Star Wars is one of those movies that 100% changed cinema. Yeah, without sure. a doubt. But it but it also changed fandom in a lot of ways too. I mean, people became yeah. love Star Wars so much. And and rightly so. It's amazing. It's such the, the first film, the one that we're supposed to be talking about, but we haven't really talked about it <laughs> in great depth yet. Sure, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's um. I I don't want I I don't want to sound dismissive of it, you know, because obviously we're we're here to be reverent to it. Sure. But it's such a, a pure story. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's. There's it's there's so much depth to it. There's so much complexity to it. You know, you're watching those scenes at the beginning. You're like, what's happening? Who are these people? Because yeah. it because you 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 kind of are thrown right into the middle of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not like uh, uh, I guess for comparison's sake, like like Lord of the Rings, where you kind of are slowly introduced to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars kind of plunges you right into it. Yeah. You're right. You're right in the middle of a battle. This giant Star Destroyer has just come overhead to make yeah. sure make sure you're awake and paying attention with like crazy new blazer blasting effects going on. You got these two droids or like, robots. Robots are cool. What's happening? <laughs> Darth Vader enters. You're like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, he's just choking people, throwing them around. It, it's an, it's a, it's completely captivating. <laughs> it, it, it is it is it is, it is it is science fiction but it's also science fantasy and it's fairy tale and it's all these wonderful primal uh, storytelling elements combined in, in this perfect harmony. Uh, and the story's so good from from I guess from the opening beat all the way to the end. I mean it's it's yeah. like like we said it wasn't episode 4 yet. It was just Star Wars because we didn't yeah. know. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Not even George. No, not even George. <laughs> so you you're just kind of thrown into this thing. Yeah. And I think that's the wonderful part about – one of the wonderful parts about the movie is it doesn't over-explain aspects of the story to you. It leaves so much to your imagination. Sure. And I think it's one reason why as a kid I gravitated towards it so much mm-hmm. because it was like, wait, Clone Wars? What's Clone Wars? The Republic? <laughs> what's The Republic? You know, you're you're giving all these like tidbits of information, and you're like, oh, I want to know more about that. What's that? That sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just so much – fun world building and i don't know i'm i know i'm kind of rambling here but no no
0: no it's it's definitely no. i agree with you in that regard and i think that was one of the cool things about star wars is you know like you were saying i felt it's less sci-fi and more science fantasy Mm -hmm. and part of the stuff that makes it in that regard is that it never tries to explain to you how things work or what's going on it leaves that up to you and that that's a very fantasy thing you know it's like yeah oh well you just have to accept that magic does this and the elves and the, the dwarves you know they're all doing their own thing because that's what they do and in very much the same way you know you have the force which is your magic and you also have you know the, this form of transportation space travel that it's not you know necessarily explained to you it's not like oh this is how a hyperdrive works You just kind of have these concepts and your mind fills in the blank. And I think that's what makes it such a such a personal experience for people, because it's like their minds have to fill in the gaps in so many places that it becomes part, you know, the idea of Star Wars and part what your mind has imposed onto it. So there was just so much of this cool interpretation that, you know, the the fantasy genre kind of lends to it, but in a different sense that we'd never seen before in, you know, science fiction you know, space and, you know, aliens traveling the universe, all this kind of stuff. So it was just a completely different approach. And I think that was one of the reasons maybe why, you know, a lot of people stuck to it, gravitated towards it, like you said.
2: Yeah, it, it's interesting um, because. I mean, it's, it's definitely like myth making. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, there for a second. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely like like modern making but it's it, so much of it involves um, like classic mythology in the in the sense yeah. of like 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 Homer and and, and uh, I forget the other guy's name, but you know like the Odyssey and the Iliad yeah. and, and those 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 heroes' journeys. I mean that's what that's what we we go on. We go on the the hero's journey with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, it's it's very much like uh, like Joseph Campbell's book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Mm-hmm. It, it all starts with that that central journey of 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 the character. You know, uh, the, the 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 seemingly small, inconsequential person who mm-hmm. rises up to do an amazing thing, um, and it, it's it's a, it, again it's, that's a story I think that that people connect to, you know, which is why, uh you know what, I'm not gonna go down that road. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I, that. Was curious.
1: I was curious. Scratch that. that.
2: <laughs> I was gonna take shots at the, at the at the at the rise of Skywalker, but I will not. <laughs>
1: Fair
2: enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but because it's that it's that journey, so like there's this familiarity there. You're like, oh, I, these are like, like, like the mythology books that I read in school, or, or maybe not for me at that point, sure. but for a, for a lot of people, like, you know, because remember, it wasn't just little kids who fell in love with Star Wars. I mean, it was it was people in their teens, people in their early 20s, coming out of uh, coming out of high school or in high school, reading reading the Iliad, uh, or, or people in in college. Who were reading Joseph Campbell books about about sure. character arcs and and, and and the hero's journey.
0: Yeah, the motifs um, were all there. Huh.
2: Yeah, it it just it just hits all those sweet spots and it, it did this this wonderful thing where it connects all these different generations of people. Mm-hmm. You know, it brought it brought so many people together that were older and younger. It's like we all like Star Wars, it's rad. <laughs> and yeah. and but I think your age group also had something to do with, with what you took away from it and, and sure. maybe the different reasons why you enjoyed it so much um thinking about the characters i mean like who was the first character you really connected to with with watching star wars
0: that's a good question i i think you know i always you know obviously luke is as a younger person kind of the most relatable you know he's just 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 a a regular kid just trying to find his way in the universe and you know at the time probably it wasn't as you know resonant as it would become later um But, yeah, no, I I think, obviously, Luke is is an easy easy pick to to grab onto when you're, you know, the younger person. But at the same time, I think I also really liked Mm Obi-Wan. Just because, uh, you know, his battle with Vader and stuff. You know, at the time, that was just, it was awesome. You know, they had these laser swords. And, you know, they're just using them to fight each other. You know, albeit in retrospect, very slow and, you know very slow paced combat and all that right stuff. right right compared to even compared to empire you know but um but that was the first we'd seen of it so it was like oh wow you know the obi-wan just seems like this really cool like wise mentor figure so i, I definitely think i kind of stuck with like luke and obi-wan in, in the beginning very much the, the the noble up-and-coming person and the you know the wise old jedi so yeah <laughs> those were my those were my go-to in the beginning
2: well, I've, I've told you before my, my Star Wars theory of life, uh, which is when you're yeah. a kid, you want to be Luke. When you're when you're a young man or, or a young adult, you want to be Han Solo. When you hit about 40, you're like, I'm ready to become Obi-Wan and go move to the desert and live alone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> be a hermit. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know if it's the same for the ladies, but uh, I, I think that's something that bears bears uh, mentioning. I mean, we have to mm-hmm. talk about Princess Leia. Sure. Yeah. I mean, what a, what an incredibly uh, advanced sort of – a, a female perspective with that character like a like yeah. a she didn't necessarily need to be rescued by, by, by a bunch of dopes once <laughs> they got out of the cell she basically rescues them <laughs> yeah
0: pretty much and uh, you know that was one of the cool things that i, I feel like one of the one of the arguments i really say you know there have always been like really strong female characters and we have characters like princess leia that we need to basically draw more in modern day you know it's like these characters weren't you know non-existent back then we just need to remember where we came from and like characters like her need to be expanded upon and you know uh I guess copied or duplicated in the modern day you know I think we just need to see more of that again you know because one of the reasons that so many people love Princess Leia is because she wasn't your typical princess you know she she was kicking ass more than the guys in some scenes you know So it was, it was just really cool to see that. And, you know, I just feel like we tend to forget that these kind of characters have always been around and that's, it's such a shame to see that because characters like her really like should be driving this forward, you know?
2: Yeah. It, it's funny. It, is, it doesn't seem like a, a movie people took necessarily the right lessons from her character sure. as far as like the role the, that a strong female character could be in, in, uh action-based you know genre pieces you know they did they just kind of took her as a you know they just they look past this like this they didn't look past the surface they just saw like the damsel sure. in distress kind of thing and they're just like well, we'll just keep going with that you sure. know forget the fact that like once they open the door for her she basically saves the day yeah she
0: blasted <laughs> their way out of there so.
2: <laughs> yeah i mean she engineers their escape from from the prison block i mean
0: let's be honest
2: yeah. like so it, the,
0: yeah like ahead, i was ahead. gonna say yeah the, the coolest thing was is that like in that whole movie, like, she didn't have a moment of weakness. Like, even in the scene where, like, it implied the little torture drone and all that, even then, she was, like, steadfast and, like, they didn't get anything out of her.
2: And, no, it, even maybe, after they blew up Alderaan.
0: Yeah, and it but was spoilers, just... Spoilers like, for
2: anyone who hasn't seen Star Wars, they blew up Alderaan.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, maybe don't watch this part po- <laughs> or listen to this podcast. But, uh... But, yeah, no, it's just, like she kept her cool at every moment of that movie you know like she's like such an awesome character and like i think a great role model and we definitely need more characters like that today you know regardless of you know gender you know i think she's a great role model for anyone you
2: know yeah it's 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 it's, it is it is strange by modern senses that we're just now kind of getting to this Uh you know these we're we're just now getting back to having strong female centric characters in genre films in action based roles, and it's like man, we could have been doing this a long time ago. Yeah, this like, isn't new. <laughs> no, it's not. We should have just stuck with it. You know? and, and and Carrie Fisher is is was completely wonderful as Princess Leia. I think uh, I yeah. think uh, every person alive probably had a, a crush on her at some point in their life. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I guess one of the things. I know we haven't talked about Han Solo much yet, but yeah. I, I don't know if we really need to. I mean, like Han's cool. Was just, yeah. He was just fucking oozed cool. And, yeah. and when I was a kid, you know, I, I, saw the, I saw the original cut where Han shoots first, and it's not even yeah. a close. It's not even a question. No. And I, that just made him so much more badass. It really did, dude. I was like, oh man, you don't mess with Han Solo. Like, that was that was cool. I never thought of him as like cold blood. I was like, no, that guy just. Does what he has to do and he get you know, moves on and he does it with style.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just does it so like nonchalantly. He's like just there with his leg up in the booth, you know, like playing with something behind him while he's like slowly pulling yeah. off the gun from his holster and you're like, damn dude, that's just so awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he just like throws the money at the at the bartender, it's like, sorry for the mess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I don't think anyone could be as cool as young Harrison Ford. <laughs>
1: oh
2: man, he was so cool and he had like this this I mean I guess we can kind of say it for what it is now is, 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 is there was kind of like this cool indifference that he yeah, had yeah. That, and I, I don't know if it's because like the material was so strange to him at the time uh-huh. um or, or you know just because he was you know very very new to acting um sure. but yeah i mean the 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 coolness that he oozed the the, the charisma that he had uh yeah. i mean it's it's hard just it's hard it's not hard to see why he became like kind of like the big star that that kind of sure. came out of star wars um and I don't know if we need to go much more into it than that. I mean, yeah. his he, all these characters have lovely arcs, uh, mm-hmm. and and like you said, you you allude to Han's arc about how he, he that that cold callousness that he that he displays throughout the film. We mm-hmm. see that, it, that we see that it is just a veneer, and that he is kind of like a hero underneath. And when he comes back and he makes the he clears uh, Luke's path, you know, yeah. blows blows Darth Vader back into space. <laughs> um, yeah so that so that Luke can create can uh finish his own hero's arc yeah um it's just so wonderful I get I get goosebumps all thinking about these things still (laughs) I know right it's crazy yeah that and oh man um one of the things that's also really enjoyable about the about these movies is the side characters are are fantastic yeah and could easily be more in the, in there as our, as, as, the, and then they are, you know, C-3PO and, and R2-D2 are, they're, are our entry point characters. They're our, our, way into this, this Star Wars galaxy. And they've been with us now for the nine films. Yeah. Slightly reduced in the last three, but you know, that's for another <laughs> time. Sure. Yeah. But they're, you know, Chewbacca and, 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 um, Chewbacca and, the, and those three, those two, other, the two droids in particular. I mean, those are strong supporting characters that I would. Oh, Come on, I mean, who didn't want to have Chewbacca as their best friend?
0: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you could just pull off people's arms. <laughs>
2: yeah, and then, like do a, a, a droid who could translate stuff for you, and a, <laughs> it's amazing. But uh, I guess, I guess, what I wanted, what I originally wanted to get to before I got that distracted by the by those two, by those characters mm-hmm. was um, sure. I mean, how fascinated with with Darth Vader were you? I mean, that guy was you're just like, what's the deal with him?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's definitely, I mean, you know, you look at him now, he's just one of the most iconic villains of all time. You know, I, I can't think of any person, you know, any bad guy that you could even show to a kid and they would know who it was. You know, that's just existed for so long now. But um, yeah, especially in that first movie, he's just, No, the James Earl Jones voice is just one of the most intimidating voices you'll ever hear, you know? (laughs) He's such a, he just nails every line he delivers in that movie, and you're just, like, you don't want to mess with him. Like, not only is he, like, physically imposing, but just that voice commands, like, such, like, respect. You know, like, you just did not want to do anything, and just the way everyone else, and you see it more so probably in Empire and Jedi, the way, even like the other admirals, just like are constantly like in fear of making a mistake, <laughs> you know, just because he he has no regard for like anybody. He'll just be like, "No, you failed, and you die now." Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, I, it's so awesome, you know.
2: The, I guess I think the only critique I would I would have of of his character in 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 the opening film is that he does seem a little bit of like Tarkin's kind of like attack dog in a way. Sure. Yeah, but I, I see that. but the rest of the truly fleshes that out and kind of kind of let kind of fills in what was going on there a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but 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 Vader in particular, he was such a obviously you're drawn to the look, mm-hmm. yeah. such a such a, a cool visual character that you're just like s- just clad in yellow. yeah exactly <laughs> just clad in black, the red lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the physically imposing—the way in, in that opening scene where he's, he's just picking people up and crushing their throats and throwing them—yeah, <laughs> just effortlessly. But then you get to the Death Star, and you know they're having that uh, meeting, that Moff meeting, that council meeting—you uh, yeah. know, of, of the Death Star officers or whatnot—and and that the the arrogant admiral and, and Vader just force choking him, and he just <laughs> he, he he quips. He clips with the guy. <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's so good.
0: Yeah. I mean honestly Vader has some of the best one-liners in the entire saga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like he re- that first moment where you realize he's more than just physically imposing, he has the power to like choke you out from a distance.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: I think that's the first actual scene where you see the force used in that regard,
2: right? i believe so yeah because uh, especially for those of us who are who, who are, are seeing these movies for the first time and we're like what's what's the what's the force what's that mean yeah. what's that what's that do <laughs> yeah. it's just,
0: like, like, he's you know, like oh shit do
2: you joke people with it <laughs> <Yeah>. that force <laughs> he,
0: he's he's talking about it just in with regards to the death star and this guy's just basically you know mouthing off to him just berating the force as if it's yeah. you know something foolish and then he's like oh really <laughs> yeah jokes <laughs> <coax> them out
2: <laughs> well and that's a good time to bring up uh, you know you already mentioned uh obi-wan kenobi yeah uh, the, you know, the wise old mentor for for luke skywalker um sure. but but through obi-wan we we get a lot of information about uh about the things that have happened prior to the events of, of the movie, you know, the things that happened off camera, we, we get reference to the, to the Republic to the clone yeah. wars and, and, and Luke's dad, who we're like, well, who's Luke's dad. And we're, we're told he's a navigator on a spice freighter. And it's like, no, 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 he was a great warrior. And you're like, whoa, that sounds cool too.
1: Yeah.
2: And through, through Vader and through Kenobi, you're being, t- you're kind of being shown and, and told about the force, mm-hmm. um, but from two very different point of views. And, and so you, you, <laughs> you don't quite necessarily understand what, what you're, what you're being shown and what you're being told. Mm-hmm. But you're you're seeing those examples, and you're like, okay, cool. There's definitely different ways to use this, and there's the good way, and there's there there's the bad way. It, I mean, it's very yeah. much, you know, the black hat and the white hat over here. You know, it's good guy, bad sure. guy, and that's that. And uh, there's something lovely about that that kind of simplicity in the yeah. storytelling. Now, granted, I, I have been on the record saying I do like some my stars with a little bit of gray in there. Sure, you know, because I I love Rogue One, and that that's a lot of gray. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But for this movie, for Star Wars, you know, especially as a, as a little kid, I liked black and white—good guys over here, bad guys over there—and I, I know who's who.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah. I I think you really only need to get into the gray once you've kind of treaded the ground thoroughly. You know, once once you start seeing that, okay, I can tell which side is which now, and now I can kind of see well, maybe there might be somebody in the middle, and then that makes for like. A newer kind of interesting story in a different
2: way, you know. Yeah, and that's definitely something that we start to see, uh, you know, once we once we get to Empire Strikes Back. Um, but I, again, I think that's one reason why this movie is so perfect is yeah. because we, we're we're given something. Um, again, I'm I'm going to use this word, but I don't mean it uh, derisively at all. But yeah. it's 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 fairly simple and straightforward, and we just kind of are are given. Like like a, like a glimpse through a keyhole of, of the Star Wars galaxy, <laughs> uh, because I mean we don't go to that many places. You know we go to Tatooine. Mm-hmm. We we only see Alderaan from orbit. Yeah. uh Then we're both mostly on the Death Star the rest of the time, right? And then then yeah. uh, Yavin Four.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, and, and we don't explore any of those places other than Tatooine in, in, in any kind of great depth. So you just get kind of like quick hits of things and, and, and what this universe can be, and it's yeah. not until you get to Empire that they start to kind of pull that camera back and, and start showing you how big the, the actual galaxy is. Now granted, that's obviously a, a budgetary thing. Sure, yeah. Um, but it's, it's also a wonderful entry point. It, it makes for a wonderful entry point to kind of keep your story concise as opposed to uh, – one of the things this is a terrible comparison because these are not the same movies by any means but one of my biggest complaints uh about the ryan reynolds green lantern movie is that (laughs) it's too much too fast okay yeah yeah it's like like, this should not be this complicated this early like you need to get get people to buy into this shit and you're throwing so much stuff at them that there 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 was no way that movie was going to Resonate with anybody but a hardcore nerd, and exactly. even the hardcore nerds hated it too. So
0: yeah, yeah, we weren't that big of a fan of it. So
2: <laughs> so, so again, again, I, I just kind of should. I just want to reiterate that I I don't think that a, a, a small, simple story is a bad thing. No. I mean, look, look back at that. Uh, if, I mean, if you want a, a more modern or a more successful uh, example, I give you the first Iron Man. Yeah, the first Iron Man hints at a bigger world, mm-hmm. but it's a very small, self-contained story. Yeah. And then, and when we get Iron Man two, things start getting bigger.
1: Yeah.
2: Now you can say what you like about Iron Man two, but the world <laughs> is expanding. We're getting more information. We're we're seeing what's happening. Yeah. Um. So again, this uh, as far as storytelling goes, Star Wars does so much right, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's 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 I, I would say it's like the most rewatchable movie in the history of the world. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Yeah,
0: I could I could go back and watch any day.
2: Yeah, it's it's um. What did you think of? the look of the star wars universe i because I, I i, I asked because i think for a long time sci-fi had like these these very kind of clean sharp futuristic images you know like that that was like what we were trained to kind of think about for space and, and science fiction yeah. I mean, you, go, you go to star wars and it's like not
0: that <laughs> yeah it, it is interesting i mean yeah you definitely look back on you know other things like Battlestar galactica like the original and you know just any sort of like science fiction stuff everything was very angular and clean symmetrical and i mean shiny I
1: mean,
0: yeah very shiny everything was shiny and metallic yeah and star wars is very much not that i mean the most prime example is the cantina scene, you know, you're just, it's grimy, just a bunch of like weird looking aliens that you'd never seen anything like before. Uh, you know, just the music is is weird. Uh, and then you just get outside, like tattooing is just like one of the most, uh, you know, the, the wretched hive of scum and villainy, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like... In in its description, it's not a clean, safe feeling, good place by any means. And I mean, you, you look at like the Millennium Falcon, like that ship was not a, a clean looking ship. It's, you know, asymmetrical, it's grimy, it's gritty. It looks like it's functioning, like it's been functioning for a while, you know, like. Right everything in the star Wars universe looks like, yeah, this, this wasn't just made yesterday. This has been working for a while.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know? And, you know, y- you can, you can give it like the lore reasons. as like, Oh, well, a lot of that technology was running for a while because, you know, blah, 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 dark ages uh, at the time that you're in, you know, a new hope era. But just aside from that, like having no context of that, it's like, it felt more real because of that, you know, like, it didn't feel like just fake futuristic blah blah blah. It felt like oh no, this this place people have been living here for a while, and it shows, you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind
0: of an interesting take. At
2: the, yeah, that that lived in look of the Star Wars universe, I think, added so much more to its kind of credibility as, as a place where people would live. And uh, I I just I guess I again it was just something I kind of gravitated towards because it was like, I mean, it it looked like like so you. could, I wouldn't say, well, hold on, let me back up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say it looked like something you could see You could see outside your window. But no, 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 it didn't. But it looked like a place where people lived. <laughs> sure, yeah. And it's like, oh, that's, okay, cool. I, I get that. It's kind of like lived in, worn. Mm-hmm. Things aren't, uh, you know, super clean. Like with the, with the cotton gloves that you, you know, you swipe down, and there's nothing on your fingertip. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, I think it was in... Oh, is one some of the behind the scenes thing for Star Wars? I, I think it's in in uh, the Empire Dreams documentary, uh, where where Lucas talks about like the, the ship design and how a lot of the ships are uh, based on his favorite foods. The Millennium Falcon is shaped like a hamburger because he likes a hamburger. <laughs> It's like a hammer with like, like these two little dorsal fins on the front. That's that, uh, and that's that's the Millennium Falcon. And obviously, wow. I think I think we know where the uh, where the uh, Superstar Destroyers came from. <laughs> he was a fan of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> right up my alley. But so so much is so much inspiration from so many common everyday things, which I, I, again I think lends to why so many people were able to buy into this this universe and and what was being shared on the on the big screen and again for my generation obviously it was something that nobody had ever seen before and and, uh-huh. and so it, it it was a little bit different but for you guys though, but again like like we said just like in 77 i mean yeah. star wars is, is generational Yeah. so your generation got your teeth into it <laughs> and and you guys were i think digging the same things it sounds like you're digging the same things we all dug back you know in in the 70s and 80s yeah i
0: mean for the most part i mean I think most of my early friends came about because I was like, Hey, are you, are you a star Wars fan? Or, you know, uh, one of my best friends to this day is, you know, met him in like the fifth grade and we became friends because I was wearing a star Wars shirt on the first nice. day that I came to class. You know, I had just moved schools and like somebody was like, Oh, Hey, you like star Wars. He likes star Wars too. <laughs> and I just From there on we became friends, but it's like, it very much is, like, a, a generational thing where it's, like, a group of people just get very engrossed in it, you know, very very involved in, like, the lore and the background. And, you know, you just have so much fun, especially as a kid, you know. I, I remember, like, having lightsaber duels with my friend, like, you know, down by the beach and just, you know, kicking it as a kid and just being silly and, you know, messing around with my Obi-Wan lightsaber, but...
2: Oh, heck yeah, dude. We had uh, – when we were kids, we were – this is back we were living on the East Coast still. Or yeah. we, actually, at this, at this time, I think we were fairly new living on the East Coast. Um, and it was after Jedi had come out, so it was like yeah. 83, 84, probably Christmas 83 or something like that. My brother and I got lightsabers yeah and they had like these big huge honking cylindrical bases so yeah. you had to have, like two hands around it it was like a water bottle almost it was so thick around it
0: <laughs>
1: yeah
2: but, a little flashlight <laughs> yeah but we had we had a red one and a green one you know it was yeah. gonna vader and um whenever there would be uh, like a blizzard or a snowstorm oh. uh the the, the snow plows would come down the street and they would push uh, all the snow to the side and they put it right in a bank because our our house was kind of like on a corner so they oh, okay. piled the snow up in this corner between you know from one end of the street to the other end and, it was, and we're kind of like right there in the middle of that l yeah and we would go out on these giant snow banks and fight with our lightsabers and pretend we were on hoff <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> especially at night because like there was a, a street light just just off to the side so it, it was just a lot enough illumination to, to make it you know like we could see what we were doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know no one was gonna hit get hit in the face of the lightsaber sure Wink, A lot. wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, again, the, that's that kind of like captures the imagination aspect of it. And I mean, I guess it bears I guess it bears mentioning. I think we all know the story by now about how Lucas uh, very wisely negotiated to keep the, the the licensing and the toy rights for, yeah. for, for, for this film. And then, you know, the producers of 20th Century Fox were like, Yeah, sure, whatever. Like, anyone's gonna want this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and look at him now. And look at him now. And look at him now um i mean it's it's just it's just crazy how that worked out i mean I, I'm, I'm sure I, if you haven't seen it yet go on netflix and watch the, the what was it the the toys that made us
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah that that first episode about about how star wars toys came to be is i mean i, I knew the story but to kind of get a more uh fully realized version of that story with like a lot more uh, visual Yeah. <laughs> Because they had like the visuals, they had like the old commercials and the original advertisements, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is a yeah, trip!"
1: Stuff. <laughs> awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, the idea that Canada was selling toys with no toys to sell—I mean, it was insane. <laughs> it, it, it's, 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 it's one of those things like it can never be replicated or duplicated ever again.
0: Nope.
2: You know, and, and I, I guess that—I guess it that also is important to mention that uh, Star Wars is the kind of filmmaking that is probably never, never really going to happen again either. You know, unfortunately, I mean, you know, maybe on a a severely smaller scale, someone's doing something like Star Wars, but uh, we we are in a a a corporate driven Hollywood now, where where everything is intellectual property, and um, everything's about profit and commodities, and and it's uh, it's Star Wars had this kind of rogue Mm -hmm. element to it, and I I use the word rogue intentionally. All right. It, it, It was very it was very much like a you know, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm making my movie. I don't care. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
2: You know, it's like, it's like, it'll kill me if it has to, but I'm making my movie. I'm, I'm doing, I'm telling my story. And, and I, you know, I, I think, again, I think we've all heard their stories about the, about the, the crew the, the, that were working this movie who thought it was a joke. you know you've heard the stories about the about the the end scene you know where they're where they're getting their awards and and people are standing there like kind of like chuckling and laughing about how how dumb this movie's going to (laughs) be and then like flash forward to may of 77 and everyone every one of these guys has to eat their words
0: yeah that's awesome dude yeah That's, that's always crazy to think about but there was just no foresight to that at all
2: well, I mean, it, it, you hear these stories occasionally. Like the, the 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 one that comes to mind most recently was um, uh, was Tom Hardy oh. thinking that George Miller was completely out of his mind during the filming of Mad Max Fury Road, <laughs> thinking that it was gonna be total fucking garbage. And then he saw it, and he had to go to George Miller and apologize. <laughs> <laughs> because word where, where is that word is that Tom Hardy was got to be rather difficult on the set because he's he thought this movie was gonna be a joke yeah <laughs> and then he saw it and he's like i'm so sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny uh, and i
2: i honestly hope everybody who was laughing during those scenes it, it wrote to george lucas and apologized for being a clown <laughs> i would hope so too that'd be a nice gesture <laughs> but again i mean I, I highly recommend watching any kind of documentary you can find on, on the oh, making yeah. of the first star wars movie because i mean it was yeah they, they spent some money but like they really stretched their money and then they had to build the uh, the effects from ground up because no yeah. one had done anything like that before yeah
1: yeah
2: you know combination of of miniatures and and new computer effects and not even really computer effects but like like the the, the, the genesis <laughs> of a computer effect like yeah. it was like pre-computer computer effects and yeah. and uh, one of the one of my favorite parts of the, on the sound uh, uh, what um I was, sorry i'm getting a little excited
1: <laughs>
2: one of my favorite parts on, the, on some of these documentaries was 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 uh was ben burt going around and collecting and recording sound effects sounds that oh, he yeah. would then turn into sound effects like this <laughs> is what the blaster is going to sound like and he would just hit like a wrench against like a high tension rod or something like that yeah, yeah. like boom there's a the blaster and then uh, the lightsaber was just like a giant mic wand that he would wave around in the air you know stuff like that i was like this is awesome i mean he Lucas rounded up so many young people who were trying to find their way into Hollywood, but weren't having a lot of success, yeah. and but they wanted to kind of do new things and push the boundaries and, and shake things up. And so he got like this really young and, and excited group of people to to kind of pull this thing together. Yeah. And it's it's still impressive to this day. And again, it's hard to. You know, we, we talked about the special edition. It's, it's hard to kind of see the labor of, of their work because a lot of it's been replaced by the, the higher end CG stuff in the special edition. Yeah. But I think you, can, I, I'm pretty sure you can go on YouTube and find like the original Death Star battle when it was just, you know, small models and, and little firework, little firecrackers as explosions and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it was an, an impressive labor of love from everybody involved with it, you know, as far as like the effects went and stuff like that. Um, man. <laughs> oh i love those documentaries so much just like i said it, it's just so cool to see how it all came together and, yeah. and and uh another thing about the film we, we've we've talked about the characters but but the actors you know a lot of a lot of unknowns people you know people who had been in one or two things and they weren't really sure if they were going to work out you know you hear the stories about about a lot of people who auditioned for star wars and you're like that guy's a big name that, that lady's a big name yeah and they settled on this, this, this cast of like fairly unknowns, you know, yeah. Carrie Fisher's the daughter of Debbie Reynolds. That was yeah. kind of like the biggest part, you know, Harrison Ford was like the carpenter. He just happened <laughs> to be an American graffiti before that, but that, that was it. And then Mark, Mark Hamill, I think had did one picture uh, before. And, and again, that's something you don't see too often anymore either. Yeah. That's you know, every, everyone gets their start somewhere, but for, but, I don't know it's just this wonderful thing of this unknown cast coming together and and becoming icons,
0: yeah, yeah
2: it's it's <laughs> despite hair support not wanting to know what a force ghost is.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he may have uh, turned around on that a bit, but uh yeah, definitely he him and the others, you know, yeah, like you said, they definitely just added so much to the movie, and it's just like almost just their their fresh acting skill. I mean, I know, I think there've been interviews where it's like George Lucas, you know, wanted that aspect. He wanted these like no name people and much like he did with like the prequels and stuff, you know, he got these actors. I mean, other than, you know, we got Natalie Portman, who was kind of uh, maybe not as big as she is now, but you know, she definitely been in a few good, really good movies at that
2: point. She had a name. We knew who she was.
0: Yeah. But I mean, for the most part, you know, he, he just loved that aspect of, I guess, kind of like molding these up-and-coming actors into the characters he wanted them to be.
2: Yeah. Which,
0: I mean, it, you you look at it now, and you're just kind of like, well, uh, you know, maybe not so much for Harrison Ford, because you could say, oh, like, who do you picture Harrison Ford? It's like, people are going to say either Han Solo or Indiana Jones, you know? Right. And that was only because Indiana Jones was just also hugely pivotal. But you, know, <laughs> you look at Mark Hamill, and you're like, well, like, of all the roles, you picture him as Luke Skywalker. You know, same with Carrie Fisher, you know, regardless of any other things they've been in, that's who you think of them as. And, you know, maybe that's kind of attributed to the fact that George Lucas kind of molded them into these characters and that's kind of what they became. So that was kind of cool.
2: Oh, definitely. I agree with you there.
1: Yes, Greedo. As a matter of fact, I was just going to see your boss. Tell Jabba that I've got his money.
2: So. Maratam Malam tidak maki cinta. Jabawa ningsih kau pamu sian ayatani wanyaroska. Jazginyaui kucu. Yeah, but this time I've got the money. Erjal ya kul kahinti kuning kusua. I don't have it with me. Tell Jab. Jangan hati hati. Sungguh ruli pulanya <laughs> uruan seperti kak kusungkung ponwat tipi. Even I get boreded sometimes. Do you think I had a choice?
1: over my dead
2: body Yes, I bet you have Roger, you think there is can you can you pin it down? Do you have one favorite scene from the first Star Wars movie? Oh, one favorite scene let's say i know it's it's hard this is an insanely hard question it's not fair
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean honestly it, it's got to be the the death star trench run i mean it just i feel like it just encompasses everything these characters have worked up towards the tension is just like the stakes are high you, you see the the death star slowly rounding the planet on the little screen and just everybody's just getting blown up left and right and I think, you know, the whole uh, the whole X-Wing and Y-Wings, that's kind of the first time you really get to see them in action, too, which is kind of cool. Like, at the apex of the movie, the climax of the scene, you're just like, oh, and here's these cool starships. You know, just like the design of the X-Wing is just so iconic to this day, you know? But, um, yeah, I definitely think the trench run, just the way that was all put together and... Just the miniature work and that, and just everything, just looks so cool. So,
2: that's it, that, that's a hard one to uh, to top. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, uh, speaking of, of of the trench run scene, I mean, yeah, it's it's the we, we we touched a little bit on the on the design of the spaceships, but um, again, I I, I can't see anything offhand that was remotely close to what they did in Star Wars as far as like. You know, dog fights in space and, and small yeah. attack vessels. You know, it was, like, so different than anything before it. And th- those Starship designs were just so iconic from the start. You're just like, that ship looks so cool. That yeah. looks so cool. That's awesome. You know, Star Wars is is, uh, is populated with a lot of cool ships. Sure, <laughs> but, yeah. But it's been hard to top the ones that were first introduced in, epi- in what would become episode four.
0: Yeah, yeah. It always makes me think of, like, what the inspiration behind those were you know it's but it's uh definitely a really cool ship design all all around i mean even the tie fighters i mean if we just talk about the sound design on the tie fighter yeah (laughs) like I, i think that was like one of my dad's like favorite sounds like ever just you know the scream of the tie fighter just rounding a corner in space you know it's just such a cool sound
2: yeah i i definitely agree with you on that and well, there's there's a lot of Tie Fighter lore that I want to get into, but I probably shouldn't right now <laughs> because I want to stay focused on the on the on what we got in in this film. You know, I don't want to I don't want to go on too many divergent paths because with Star Wars, divergent paths are fun and easy to get to go on. Oh yeah, it's easy to find uh, me on
0: that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah,
2: it really is. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the sound of the Tie Fighters. I mean, everything was so distinct and so new, and you're just like, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. And a- again, again, one of those things. This was a movie that that raised the 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 theater going experience because I mean, the only thing it didn't hit was like your sense of smell. It had everything else going <laughs> for it, though. Yeah. smell and taste, right? Definitely. <laughs> but it, it, if if Lucas could have figured out a way for you to lick the screen, he would have
0: you <laughs> <laughs> would have found a way. You would have got the smell of vision
2: the smell vision going on and taste division vision too
0: <laughs>
2: all of it yeah, I you know I, I was thinking here I was trying to Obviously, I think my first pick pick was going to be um, the trench run as well because it is so freaking awesome.
0: Yeah, it, it's so weird to think that like the first movie, the the climax of it was not even
2: a lightsaber duel. You know, no, it's is just straight up space combat. You no, know? you know, it's it is funny because Jedi and 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 lightsabers were relatively small potatoes in that first flick.
0: Yeah, it was just that small scene between Vader and Obi-Wan. And you're just kind of like, oh, that's interesting. But then, like, the actual climax is, you know, a space fight. So you're just kind of like, huh, okay. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But also at the time, I mean, you know, the Death Star, that was a whole new thing. We hadn't seen seven of of them like we have by now. (laughs) This is the first one. You never forget your first Death Death Star, okay? (laughs) Hashtag never
0: forget your first Death Star. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to put those on the side of the X-wing
2: now. That, that might be like the subtitle for the episode, Star Wars. You never forget your first Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, it. but I, th- I think I think I think for my favorite scene, I'm going to go. I mean, again, there's so many, and I, yeah. it, it, there's there's no wrong answer to this. Um, I, I think I just have to go with the with the with the, uh, with the opening. I mean, the yeah. you know, you you pan down and you see Tatooine, and you see the Tantive Four. Yeah. flying across the sky and the just the massive star destroyer coming overhead lasers flying through the through space yeah i mean if that's not capturing your attention i don't know what is
0: no it's just i mean it's such a great scene and i mean it, it's so iconic i mean <laughs> you i'm sure you remember the the spaceballs parody of it <laughs> yes it just, but the ship goes, goes it,
2: keeps going <laughs>
0: goes on forever and it's just it's hilarious but it's like it's funny because of how iconic that was, you know, mm-hmm. it's like when you first saw that, you're like, oh, wow. Like you see this like relatively big looking starship and then you just see this giant, you know, imperial cruiser behind it that just dwarfs it, you know, <laughs> and you're just like, wow, this is this is showing me scale like mm-hmm. I couldn't even comprehend before, you know, it, it was just such a cool shot. But yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, and I, I think the, the, another thing about it, too, is I, I think my reverence for that scene has actually increased over the last couple of years because uh, I am a a big fan of, of Rogue One. And I love the way they dubbed that movie's ending dovetails into the beginning
1: yeah.
2: of A New Hope. Yeah, um, that was great. Cause be- I, I, I've said it before. I, I love the fact that now I can read the crawl to episode four, and I'm like, I know what Bella are talking about. I just watched it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know, I I love how those dots are now connected because yeah. again, there there was so much uh, about Star Wars. There was like you, they gave us all this information, but we're like, what does that mean? What what <laughs> battle? Where? Spies? win What they do? And <laughs> you, this sounds amazing. Yeah, uh, and, and and at the time, Star Wars was, was insanely good about that. About about just like oh, we're just going to say this thing, like, real casual-like. And and just, you know, it's just there. And, yeah. you know, it's just part of the story. It's just a piece of little, little nugget of information, but it doesn't mean anything until us fans made it mean something. We're like, we want to know what that means? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly.
2: I, I, I think that was one of the things about Star Wars that, as, as a kid and it really got me excited about it. I was like, I was like you know, <laughs> coming up with, with what that all meant. Like, Clone Wars? Well, a clone is a copy of somebody. So what does that mean? <laughs> it's like, who are they
1: copying exactly? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, again, just a perfect movie to, to capture the imagination, to, to get a, a, a person's imagination firing on all cylinders. One of the things I think that's really awesome about Star Wars is um, I don't think it's aimed at boys or aimed at you know <laughs> or aimed at girls i think everyone can really enjoy this movie There's, i think there okay. is something for for everybody
1: mm-hmm.
2: now i would be a little remiss if i didn't mention that okay yeah it's a lot of white folk <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: it wasn't until empire that we we got our little bit of color but that being said i don't i don't know what color the aliens were you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, hey, you're not a white man, so you you know you saying this is good news for us. <laughs> this, is go- this is good. This
0: is good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it, it is a good point. I mean, it definitely product of its era. I mean, this was sure. know, late late '70s. You know, it, that's not to say there weren't people of color in movies back then, but definitely I can see a lot of those kind of pictures. You know, like I said, product product of the sorry product of its era can't really judge it on that too much yeah you know we we did get that very much uh changed in you know more modern you know star wars movies so definitely um that was remedied and uh i think balanced out pretty well
2: um yeah if there was if i suppose if there was to be a a knock on the picture it 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 would have to be that is that you know like you know a, a a young person of any other ethnicity couldn't look at that picture and be like i see me in that movie Mm -hmm. which again like you said unfortunately it was a thing a product of the times but in 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 hindsight it would have been nice
0: yeah yeah and i mean i i definitely think that even in its time it, it did try to remedy it i mean i know you can't really say adding you know just lando to it really fixed all the issues
2: <laughs> right
0: but i think it was kind of taken a step in the right direction i mean lando is you know not going too tangentially but he you know he's such an awesome character in his own right um that has has a smaller but very pivotal story arc as well um and you know it, i think it, it went a good way i don't want to say a a huge way but a a decent way in trying to you know get more more people involved to show that the universe wasn't just a bunch of white people yeah right (laughs) which which is kind of funny it's like white people and aliens it's like oh that's that's interesting uh you know I, i i can't really say if there was any other people of color in the first movie even as extras but um but yeah, I think, you know, like we said, product of its time, we can't really judge it too harshly on that. I think it tried to go in the right direction, and we definitely saw that come full circle in what we have
2: today. So there is, there is uh, to get it away from that track, because I feel like this is a good, a good way to kind of get away from the from the reality bug that sure. we're on right now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that the the, the story... The enemies of the of the show are basic, or of, of the movie are uh, it's are, are timeless in a way. Space sure. fascists. Yeah, yeah. Everyone wants to hate a space fascist, so <laughs> I mean, this is these this is the good thing. This is yeah. the nice part about this. I mean, that's why at least the uh, you know the <laughs> the empire being a bunch of uh, you know overbearing white dudes kind of makes sense. <laughs>
0: yeah, to, to that degree. I mean. A bunch of like dudes with british accents you know as opposed to just like the everyman who just had a whatever american accent i guess
2: it, you know it's so fu- it, that was one of the things when i was a kid too I, I used to not understand i was like why are all the bad guys for mary poppins
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty good <laughs>
2: because it's like yeah it's like every british guy was was in the empire and then if you were an american you were you were in the rebels or something like that, yeah. or you sounded like an american at least
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure, you know, that probably stems from the uh, early, probably revolutionary take on what it was that the rebels, or, you know, in history, you know, the Americans fighting against the British, probably took some inspiration from there, you know, just having this you know, very uh, almost royalty-esque way in how things were, which, you know, to be fair, we didn't see until Empire where you get the emperor, you know, but right. to that degree, it was very, very regal, very, you know, like we say, fascist to that extent where it's like everything's very formulated and <laughs> by
2: the book. No, there's definitely something to that, uh, but I think a bigger chunk of it is it just happened to be that, uh, you know, when they decided to cast for the villains, it, they just they did it when they were filming in London, <laughs> so it just, they just had a plethora of, of English actors to pick from.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, that's that's probably the reality of it.
2: <laughs> I like where you were going. I was like, man, that sounds like really good. That's really well thought out. Yeah, I had no idea that that's, that's what
1: happened, but you know, you,
2: know, you never know. <laughs> no, hey, I it worked out. It all worked out in the end. And, and obviously, obviously it does, you know, we haven't gone too deep in, into, Lucas's, um, you know, uh, his inspirations, but cause I mean, that's, that's all well documented. Like his love of like the flash Gordon serials. Uh, yeah. and, and obviously like, like we talked about with the, with the and, and the ships, I mean, he was big into world war two. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so he, he, he loved aer- aeronautics of the world war two era. So a lot of that comes through with the ships and everything like that. and And so it makes sense that like his bad guys would be, nazi-esque in yeah, a lot of ways you know
0: definitely uh-huh.
2: and it was something that was more implied in 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 the role-playing games but i think you can kind of infer this from that first film i mean the Empire's all all uh humans it's all yeah. white human males basically yeah yeah now now jj tries to diversify his uh his fascists by having some <laughs> women in there uh, some some women and some uh some uh fascists of color <laughs>
0: No but I, I think it was I mean at least in the uh, in the EU the, the you know Imperials were very much described as like xenophobic
2: Exactly you know? yes 100% that's, that's why Theron was such an uh, uh, interesting character when he came about because he played into that you know like he like so much of the empire hated him but the emperor loved him because he was so good and so smart and so savvy yeah. but he was in in uh, a, a culture that well, I, we shouldn't go to Thoron. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah,
1: yeah.
0: That, that's, I see where you're going there. We'll, I mean, we'll,
2: we could do a throw Thoron podcast later. <laughs> for sure. But, um, what, what I was curious about, yeah. uh, let me ask you this. Are you familiar with, with uh, the annotated Star Wars screenplay that was very, very different than what we got?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I've definitely seen a lot of the pre-edit like star Wars, like intro and that kind of stuff to where okay. it was like the editors did a lot to actually change the pacing of like, even the intro of the movie. This is, uh, th-
2: this is, um, it, a very early draft of the screenplay oh, that we're okay. referring to. And it's the, the
0: Luke comp- Starkiller version or the,
2: yeah, the, uh, Anakin Anakin Starkiller actually. Oh,
0: was it? Okay.
2: And I believe it was general Luke Skywalker was like the Obi-Wan character. If I Something along those lines. I, I may be a little mixed oh, wow. up there. But it, like the Han Solo character is a giant green alien, and <laughs> I don't think there's a Princess Leia. It's been a little while since I've read the annotated screenplay, but okay. it's a completely different movie. It's way more <laughs> insane, and I, I, I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, it's one of those things, again, to make you realize that so many things went right uh-huh. uh, w- with what they did. You know, yeah. like the changes that he made, he's like, I can't do this. That's not going to work. I don't have the budget for that. And this, like, some of this worked out in his benefit. Yeah. Um, I bring it up because I don't know if it's still in publication or not, but there was an annotated screenplay book. But roughly 10 ish years ago, Dark Horse did a comic book adaptation of it.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: And if you can track that down, that makes for interesting reading. <laughs> that was fun. Because it is crazy different
0: that's super interesting i mean i know there was there was a bunch of scenes that were filmed but didn't end up being used or were changed later because you know they just didn't have the money for what they wanted it to be like for example the Jaw of the hut scene that was right added exactly in the special edition you know
2: yeah they had, they had like an of a, a, a large irishman yeah, <laughs> as, as Jabba and and Lucas was like, I, well, "That's not what I wanted Java to look like." So I'm just gonna yeah. get rid of this. Yeah. But actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I I am a little curious. Again, you said your kind of first really immersive experience was the special edition. Uh-huh. Uh, did you have any problems with that Java scene, or were you kind of cool with it? You know, I didn't I didn't realize there was anything
0: weird about it up until after I was you know years later when I was actually looking into it, where they were. You know, talking about how they edited the original scene with, you know, the human actor and how they kind of made everything work as the CG Java. Like mm-hmm. to the point where they had to like basically cut, you know, Han Solo walking over his tail to yeah. make that scene work. Yeah, yeah. He did that full three sixty around him, which was funny. But uh but yeah, no, I you know, I'd never had any problems with the scenes like like i said my only issue that like i think struck me weird was the the han shot second scene where i was like something about this scene looks weird but i couldn't really quite place it you know
2: where did you dig up that old fossil yeah so so with with the java scene i remember um i, I remember being very curious again special edition came out i was a teen at the time i don't yeah, I was like nineteen, I think, when it came out, and I I had seen kind of like the, like the that that raw footage, of, yeah. of of the of the large Irish dude as <laughs> as Jabba, so I, I kind of knew what that scene originally looked like from various documentaries or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of curious to see what they did with it in the special edition, and I didn't think it was, I don't know, of all the things in the special edition, I it, I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are definitely worse things in the special edition than the Java <laughs> scene. Though I know people, there are some people who bump up against it more than I did. So, sure.
1: so I, I think.
2: Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say. So, for the special edition stuff, I mean, was was the major complaint just the uh, the Han shot first scene, or was was there other parts of it that just kind of struck you weird?
2: I think that was. I mean, that was the biggest complaint, but I think. Um, and I, I guess as I've gotten older, I, I kind of understand the sort of taking of, of scenes that we that we knew so well from watching Endless Times on TV or on VHS and then kind of computerizing them. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, it doesn't feel like the movie that I saw necessarily anymore. Like like when you go into Mos Eisley yeah. and, you know, you see like the giant Ronto creatures and, and yeah. uh, you know, all these extra buildings and spaceships to, to make it look like a busier spaceport. Like, sure. I totally understand why Lucas wanted to do that. I really do. And I uh, I I don't hate them because you know as it, I can critique the hell out of the original trilogy. I can critique the hell out of the prequel trilogy if I want to, but I I, 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 I defend them more often than not because it's like that's his vision. Sure. So it's, it's it's his story and he can make it look how he wants. It's not my story. <laughs> you answer. know? And you know, I I uh, I do have a copy of star wars like the old 77 version without those effects yeah. but i'll still watch because i prefer it over the other one but i don't cool. i don't i don't hate what he did to Moss eisley i don't hate um the enhanced effects on on the on the trench run on yeah. you know that that death star battle honestly it looks a lot better now in the special edition than it does the, you know you watch the original version and it's still wonderful lovely because it was yes. you know strung together uh, uh, miniatures and all these things and, and, and these new effects yeah. but it's kind of slow mm-hmm. especially compared to what they did with the special edition and and so yeah. you know some people will, will call me a heathen <laughs> <laughs> i you know I, I, the enhanced trench run is not bad
0: yeah I, I would say that's probably the best addition to the movie because yeah if you do go back and watch the original stuff especially me not having grown up with it it's a little rough it like in comparison to what you get in the special edition,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, and then you know, I mean, there there've technically been like multiple special edition releases, right? Because there's like that original uh, '90s or what was it? Was it '90s or early 2000s?
2: He keeps going back into him and changing things.
0: Yeah, it, it yeah, was, yeah. The, so there was the the '90s version, and then there was like another like late 2000s version. I think. Well,
2: and now there's the new Disney Plus version. Yeah, uh, with uh, the the McClunky. <laughs> during the during the freaking Han Solo Greedo scene, like, it's like why, like McClunky, what the
0: fuck? What even is that? <laughs>
2: like, oh my god!
0: Like of all the things to add to the movie, like was that supposed to make it funnier?
2: I like um, <laughs> like, it, it it's it. <laughs> I mean, they could they continue to overcomplicate that scene. Yeah. you know I mean the fans just want to go back to the way it was and They're like no 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 we're gonna add more to it so it makes more sense to us and it's like what I think he just kind of did that as an fu to the
0: haters
1: because
0: <laughs> like, there's no way it actually had any other significance than just like oh so you guys didn't like how I changed the scene well I'm gonna change it for no reason again
2: <laughs> yeah it's so weird and wild I, you yeah. know
0: I can't I can't imagine why else he would do that like to be honest
1: <laughs>
2: no neither can i i mean it's it's bananas crazy <laughs> oh, man. um what else do i want to get into we haven't talked really about about moff tarkin or the destruction of alderaan i mean we, we, we get to watch a planet get blown up
0: yeah that, that was uh pretty crazy i don't think had, had a planet ever been blown up in <laughs> cinema prior to
2: that point i don't think so i mean no, because uh, they hadn't even... Uh, Superman had not come out, I guess. We, we hadn't watched Krypton blow up yet.
0: Yeah, so I don't <laughs> think so, yeah. It's the first no. time we've ever seen a planet
1: blow.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, we, and again, we don't have to get into like this, this, these specific plot points, because we're not reviewing the film, because yeah. the film is is beyond review at this point. I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 part... it. That movie is the lifeblood of this show. Sure, yeah. You know, like I wanted to do this podcast because I wanted to talk about Star Wars and all the things that I like, and it, Star Wars is kind of the start of all of it. Like Star Wars is the genesis of my nerddom. Yeah, you know, and and I spent a lot of my life looking for things to fill the void of there being no Star Wars in the late '80s, early '90s. And that's yeah. how I got into comic books and Star Trek. And and you know, I I was like, when I got old enough, I was like, I'm gonna watch Blade Runner now. And I was like, yeah, I was like. For a long time, I was like, I don't understand Blade Runner. I'll watch it next year, and then a year later, I'm like, I'm going to watch Blade Runner again and see if I understand it now.
1: <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, that
2: movie. yeah, but I mean, but it, 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 it got me into, into this like science fiction because I kept I kept trying to find things to, um I, I don't know if like m- measure up to Star Wars, but I mean, just like find something that like would be as entertaining, and it got me to explore you know sci-fi before and then sci-fi that would come after because i mean you got to remember star wars was a huge success so there's yeah. so many knockoffs that came out after it including battlestar galactica including uh like the relaunch buck rogers with uh gil gerard as, as buck and his robot sidekick yeah, yeah. bitty 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 <laughs> i don't even remember that shit <laughs> But yeah, I mean that that, that sent me on all, all these different avenues. I mean, it, it made me into the 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 big nerd that I am now, and and uh, I I have bioed all the Star Wars, and and Star Wars has yeah. is, is given me just so much happiness and, and joy in my life. And and you know, it, I I don't want to. We're not going to end on this note, but I, I it does bear mentioning that like you you've already done this. You've gotten to go to Disneyland. You got to go yeah. and 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 do. Everything there. You you've the been on the Millennium Falcon, yeah. Galaxy's yeah. Edge. You you've uh, you've been to the Black Spire Outpost or whatever it's called. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was it was really fun. Um,
2: yeah, and I was I was supposed to go next month. Oh crap! <laughs> well, that shit's not happening. Oh, <laughs> uh, that sucks. <laughs> Thanks, COVID.
0: <laughs> this damn virus. No, yeah, no. But you know, as soon as as soon as it comes back up, I would highly recommend it. Honestly, just that whole experience there, I was like, dude, I'm in Star Wars right now. Like, I yeah. felt like a little kid again.
1: Like, yeah.
0: It was the craziest experience. Like, I hadn't gone to Disneyland in quite a while. And, you know, this, this coming from, I used to live up in L.A., so I would go there probably, like, once or twice a year, like, while I was up at school up there. And just, like, this was such a different experience, just going up there and being a part of that you know, you get to see like Kylo Ren walking around and you get to see Chewie walking around and, you know, just everything looks like it does from the movie. You know, I got my lightsaber up on hanging behind me right now. <laughs> you know, it's just it's such a cool thing. But, you know, just just that this one movie spawned this whole universe that now you can physically be there. You know, it's, it's such a cool concept to me.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, it, it's such a, 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 a kind of like dream comes true kind of thing, because. You know, obviously, as kids, like that was the escape we all wanted. You know, like oh. we all wanted to fly the Millennium Falcon. We all wanted to go and shoot Tie Fighters and, and, and <laughs> you know, battle the Empire and and you know, Disney. You know, I know a lot of people want to knock. You know, a lot of the, the more hardcore fans want to knock the uh, Disney acquisition of, of Star Wars, of, of, of Star Wars films, and Lucasfilm in general. But they they have just made like all your dreams kind of come to life. Sure. Like yeah. you can now go there and interact with, <laughs> you know, actual droids and, and, and characters from the films. And it's just like, like you said, it's like becoming a kid again. I mean, the last time, it's, it's been a couple years since I was there last. But I mean, getting to take my picture with Chewbacca was like the fucking highlight of my life. I know, right? (laughs)
0: That's so
2: cool. Like I have a giant eight by ten of me and Chewbacca (laughs) up on my wall. It's my favorite thing, and the only. (laughs) And I'll tell you what the only. (laughs) This is so bad. Um, I oh I wanted I wanted to make it I wanted to get uh, to do that with the picture that was just me and Chewie, but I decided to include my wife so that she wouldn't yell at me as much for having a giant eight by ten of me and Chewbacca. I was like, well, at least she's in it too. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but the one of me and Chewie—that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's awesome, dude. I love it.
2: Oh god, uh, I again, I, I can't reiterate uh, just how much I love this movie.
0: Somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way. Star Wars is just—I
2: don't know—it's just so important to me. It's so important to so many people. Um, I, I know some people were a little miffed at my my Rise of Skywalker review, and that's fair. You can be. It's okay. But it doesn't take away from the fact I love these movies so so very very much. And sure. I try. I try. I do try to be uh, level-headed about them. I don't want to try and act like they're my movies, you know. So when I don't yeah. get what I want, I get upset about it. That's fair, but that's why I like the. I, I'm able to like the Last Jedi, and but that's for that's another conversation. We'll get there. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's just I think what else have we haven't talked about. But I feel like we have covered a lot of ground, and yeah, we, we we've put our heart. We uh, as far as this topic goes, our hearts are on our sleeves. <laughs> Very much, yeah. And we we've let the world know that we love the Star Wars. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we did get second place at that Star Wars trivia night, so that
2: was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. I mean, sure. We lost to a group of like, you know, 40 year old virgins. But, you know, what are you do you <laughs> do? There they, were a lot of them.
0: They only had one beer amongst the six or seven of them.
2: They should have been disqualified for that.
0: I know. Right. I completely agree. That was not cool. But, you know, I'll, I'll take that as, as a win in our book. We yeah, were the too. Star Wars of Star Wars
2: folk. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna use this opportunity to kind of tease something for you. Yeah. Because I, I I know when we when you and I were texting last week, and I hadn't quite solidified what we were gonna do for this show yet. Um yep. I, had, I had mentioned the idea of like Star Wars trivia night
1: mm-hmm.
2: for, for us. Yeah. I have great news <laughs> with an asterisk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Star Wars trivia is going to happen on this show but I've kind of made a new game as opposed to just being straightforward trivia. I made a game for it. Okay. And I'm still kind of hammering out some of the rules and how many categories there'll be and stuff like that. (laughs) But there will be a game and there might be, if we can figure out some logistical things, it might be you versus somebody.
1: Oh, Oh,
0: well, yeah. We might have to get this Zoom thing up and running.
2: For yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see if we can get that figured out. Like I got, like I said, I have, I think I have the basics of the game. I just got to kind of work out like categories and and like what the questions be and like and how I'm going to limit it. Like I'm thinking we would do one game that would be the or- the original trilogy. Then one game would be prequels, and then one game would be JJ's sequels. Sure.
0: Yeah, that'd
2: be fun. And that would keep us busy for. Our, for quite a while too now great we, we wouldn't do those like all in a row <laughs> excuse me sure fair enough but yeah yeah yeah. but uh so yeah g- uh, keep your star wars thinking cap on all right maybe i can uh lure uh somebody in to play against you
0: someone that would challenge me in star I, wars lore
2: i you know i i kind of think reagan would do it mm. i did you it's by the way he uh i know he wanted me to ask if or uh this was like two weeks ago. He said to make sure you accept his friend request on Xbox.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, I probably did. I honestly haven't used my Xbox in a while.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, that,
0: that's that's that other house right now.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to check the social medias real quick. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I put out there that we were doing this star Wars episode and I wanted to see if anyone wanted to, uh, share their, their, their star Wars memories, seeing that for the first time, yeah. um, And I think we got, well, 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 Mr. Mike, a pint of hoppiness himself, commented. And he says, quote, got to see it, picked up the Sandcrawler set on the way home, (laughs) exclamation point, end quote. Mike, that's wonderful. I love it. But can I get a few more details? (laughs) (laughs) Like, did it come with Jawas? (laughs) I actually believe the Sandcrawler set did come with two Jawas. Two? I think it came with two. Might have been one. But I'm um, like he says got to see it, but like like what? Like opening day or, or Yeah you know opening year? Like what are we talking about here?
0: I mean if he saw like opening day and then got the sand crawler like immediately after, he would have been like the happiest kid in the world.
2: And that's what makes me think <laughs> that he, he saw it like much later than like okay. you know, maybe when it first came out. Like maybe he didn't see it in May, maybe he saw it in like summer break, like July or August or something like that. Because yeah. the toys aren't out yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that'd be really quick for them to be out.
2: Yeah, but I'm trying to—I can't remember how old Mike is. Uh, I know he's a couple of, a year or two older than me, at least. <laughs> so, but, so I'm—I'm I'm curious. Did you see it in '77, or do you see it like in in a, like a re-release in '78, or you know something along those lines? I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's a good question, Mike. We need answers. We need more deets. And let also, me, let, the sandcrawler is awesome. It's so ridiculously unpractical, but that's what makes it amazing.
2: You know, again, we talked a lot about the starships, but I mean, yeah, the sandcrawler. I mean, what a what a insane design for a for a vehicle. An inverse trapezoid? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, just just such a strange vehicle to see, like coming over dunes in a, in yeah. a desert environment.
0: <laughs> oh, it's great. I love uh, it.
2: No, 100%. a hundred percent. And good. I, 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 got to, uh, I, uh, one of the highlights of the Mandalorian was seeing another Sandcrawler. <laughs> yes. And 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 uh, a Mandalorian warrior uh, ascending the side of one and throwing Jawas off as he goes. <laughs> yeah, essentially getting beat by a bunch of Jawas. <laughs> he did, but it, he took a lot out with him. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, no, it wasn't without casualties on their side, but uh, he did lose to a bunch of Jawas. <laughs>
2: oh man all right so i think we're gonna wrap it up because i know we've been going for quite a while and it's star wars so it's easy to do yeah Uh, what uh, let's let's go out on on a closing line give me give me one of your favorite clothes one of your favorite lines from the picture
0: i've got a bad feeling about this oh man (laughs) (laughs) well that
2: could be from any of them jesus roger
0: (laughs) yeah quite literally (laughs) except solo apparently
2: (laughs) (laughs) i think well okay I'm, i was gonna uh, the one i was about to say is the same one i was gonna use to open the show with so i won't use that one okay. <laughs> i think i will go with i'll go with one you alluded to earlier i will go with uh uh let the wookie win <laughs> <laughs> because it's just sage life advice
0: yeah yeah how you you stay around longer
2: (laughs) all right roger thank you so much for for hanging out with me today and reminiscing about about star wars and how much we love it and how amazing it is um you know this is i i again you'll you'll hear it when you when you listen to the podcast but i I think for the time being unless we get like some big hot breaking news to kind of talk about get into i think you and i are just going like a greatest hits tour and, and start talking about our favorite films
0: might as well dude i mean honestly people are listening to us just because they like what we talk about
2: apparently i so... sure hope so i sure hope so <laughs> yeah so uh, we're gonna start uh, uh uh again i think we'll do empire next but yeah but after that like i'll be like hey roger why don't you pick one of your favorite movies and we'll talk about that for a little bit
0: yeah yeah i mean i would honestly at this point i would love to do a predator podcast but i know we already did that yeah <laughs> and and the only reason is is that the uh the new predator game is coming out for the ps4 at the end of the month sure and it's like i'm like super hyped for it because i got like my ps4 predator theme with the predator theme music playing in the background (laughs) and i'm just like oh man i'm I'm all in for that but uh (laughs) But i know we already had our, our run at that so we might have to choose a different one
2: <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll have to uh, talk to our corporate sponsorship and see how we uh, how they feel about that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but uh, but yeah no I, I like the idea we can definitely do that
2: all right my friend i will uh i'm gonna hit stop on this recorder thanks so much dude sounds good
1: your sad devotion to that ancient religion has not helped you conjure up the stolen data tapes are giving you clairvoyance enough to find the Rebels' hidden fort. I find your lack of faith
0: disturbing. Enough of this. Vader, release him.
2: As you wish. (sighs) Hey, so there you have it. That's the conversation that Roger and I had about one of our favorite movies of all time. Possibly my favorite movie of all time, that would be Star Wars, the original, the 1977 classic from writer-director George Lucas, starring Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, you know, and a whole cast of others, Anthony Daniels, and you had Kenny Baker, I mean, Peter Mayhew, James Earl Jones as the voice of Vader, David Prowse as Vader, we could go on and on and on. And it was funny listening back to our conversation because there are so many, um, facets of the, of, the, of the story of the characters that you know we didn't get to dive into and it's just because I, I mean we could this could have been like a part one of, of, of Roger and I just kind of gushing about Star Wars and like all the different parts about it that we love so very very much. Um, but I think one of my favorite parts that that we did have was sort of like because of our age difference we were able to kind of talk about the original version that I grew up with on VHS and on TV compared to his, uh, his kind of, indoctrination well indoctrination is a strong word but it it kind of him falling in love with the special edition because that was a version he got to see in theaters first uh so i thought that was very interesting you know with very different perspectives and because you know for a a lot of generations going forward the special edition is it's not even the special edition anymore it's just star wars now it's it's taken the place of what i grew up with so it's uh it's uh does you know star wars fandom's gotten a little little uh, different you know uh i think you guys know me uh, that I am not a militant Star Wars fan. So I'm not one of those ones who uh, will attack an actor on Twitter and then tell them to, to go die and never be in a Star Wars movie because you've, you know, raped my childhood or any of that nonsense. And that's not how we do things on this show. And that's just generally how you shouldn't behave in in, in society in general. So, uh, I, again, I had a fun time with this conversation. Uh, but again, there were so many things. That uh, we I, I would have loved to talk more about you know specific scenes even go you know, the trash compactor scene and and getting into uh, you know the we didn't talk m- much about the Millennium Falcon itself and how cool that ship is and and the wonderful scenes that take place on there you know Luke's initial training with the Force and and uh, you know some of the more like the bonding with him and Obi Wan and then you know you see Han's uh, cynical take on the Force and all these things and uh, again so many wonderful things to take part of. To, to enjoy to, to talk about and dissect uh, we didn't talk much about Moff Tarkin either uh, the, the you know Moff Tarkin's is pretty pretty wonderful character too as a bad guy um, you know the wonderful Peter Cushing uh, it, it, there there's you know it, this may be something we revisit down the road I mean, just because there is so much to talk about with Star Wars and, and I it, it's just an easy conversation to have because uh, it's one I've been having since I was a little kid and uh, hopefully now I have slightly better vocabulary. Though probably not by too much. And I probably still use roughly the same amount of filler words when, I, when, I, when, I'm, when my brain's going faster than my mouth can handle. Anyways, I want to thank you guys for listening. This has been a long one for us. This has been the longest episode in quite some time. So uh, I hope you guys have, have enjoyed. Uh, hopefully, you have feelings. And, and maybe if you want to share your awesome Star Wars moments, like, like the first time you saw it or, or something that really resonates with you even to this day, hit us up on social media, hit us up on email. On social media, we are at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter, on Instagram. You can email the show, TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. Share those fun stories. You can hit up Roger too. Uh, hit him up and be like, hey young man, the special edition ain't bunk. <laughs> or, some, or some such thing that people say nowadays. He's over at Jedi Raj on Twitter and on in, 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 excuse me, he's over at ugh. He is Jedi Raj on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, we we would all love to hear from you. So, so share your your awesome Star Wars moments, your Star Wars memories. Uh, if there's any wonderful ladies out there, tell us. Uh, tell us how important it was to see a character like Princess Leia up there on the screen, kicking ass and taking names, and and saving the boys and and launching them down the the, the garbage chute. Um, so many, so many things. This, the Star Wars I do believe is for all people everywhere. Yes, it's very white, but I, I think. If you can look past that, you can find a lot of things that you like and, and, and traits in the characters that you can uh, respect and, and, and find in yourself. Maybe that's the limited perspective of a, of a middle-aged white man, but I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find the positive for everybody, okay? Anyways, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to stop rambling now, so I'm going to stop talking. We're going to wrap it up. You got the social medias. You guys, if you enjoyed the show, like it, share it, tell your friends about us. Let them know what we're doing. Uh, five-star reviews, like and subscribe to the podcast, all that good stuff. That means a, that means the world to me. It, it really, really does. And if you're inclined, if you feel like you're, you're up for it, uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPodcast, where you can join Pophead Nation and hang out with the likes of the Aspen Hill Chody and the Batman at Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail. They're all hanging out in a hive of scum and villainy right now with each other, but six feet apart, because we, we can even... As, as, you know, scum and villainous characters that, that they are. They respect social distancing. All right, so for the for Roger, I am Tom. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and we'll be back with another episode very, very soon. You guys stay safe, stay smart, stay six feet away from each other. Ciao, babes. I have not...
1: Look out!